Journey with a Cinephile presents. Oh, I wasn't listening to the tube, I just, just watching. Say that again? Uh, yeah, well, I'll see you in surgery, huh? He doesn't know. He says that the NBA ain't been around in a couple of months. Maybe it was a scout or something. Dep Dive, a deeper look into Johnny's feature filmography. You're a pretty little square. Goodbye. This is your brain. What if we're not? What if we're two rights and everybody else is wrong? I'm not gonna let it be a joke. I like to wear women's clothes. Panties, brassiers, sweaters, pumps. Episode one, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Private Resort, and Slow Burn. Hello and welcome listeners. So this is going to be something a little bit different here that my co-captain and I have been talking about for a little bit and <laughs> we finally decided to pull the trigger now that we've moved and hopefully we'll be having more time down the line and everything to do more of this and everything. So let's go ahead and kind of introduce this. So my wife's favorite actor is Johnny Depp. So that is also my co-captain, Jamie. Or co-pilot, co-producer, whatever. Well, you're not going to actually produce any of the shows, I highly doubt. But I feel like co-producer has money, and right now I don't put any That's money in. executive producer. I'm, okay, but wait, wait. <laughs> so I don't give you money, but I give you the time to do these podcasts. What's that? That's, that would Is be... that still an executive yes. producer? Yes, because yeah, producer would be somebody who actually like helps, like... Outside of you being the talent on the mic with me, you are not actually doing like the behind the scenes like producing of this podcast. Yeah, I want fifty percent of the credit, but do like ten percent of the work. Executive producer. Oh God, what a, the best title I've ever been given. I mean, I guess wife and mom are like close second and That's third. Fair. <laughs> but so this is going to be a little bit different of an intro, just because we've not done one of these before. We're going to do this little intro here to kind of explain what we're going to be doing, and then kind of talk about the first film of this here, but so this is episode one of Depp Dive, a depper look into Johnny's feature filmography because... You didn't do it right. It's literally what the title is. Journey with a Cinephile um, presents... Yes. I can't remember the rest. Do better next time. <laughs> so since I'm being scolded in this episode one, Journey with a Cinephile presents Depp Dive, a depper look into Johnny's film feature film... I love that you can't keep the straight face as you <laughs> say that. <laughs> it's going to be a struggle every time. Every time. He's going to have to look it up. Yes, 100%. It's so okay. Why are we, what are we covering and why? So we've decided, through my encouragement, to re watch and review every one of Johnny Depp's feature films. Yes. Which, before... Before you even existed in my life was a goal of mine was to watch everything he's ever done and then you and I once I told you this dream we looked into it and then decided to cut some things out like his TV shows well that and it's also because he also does a lot of documentaries where he lends his voice because he does have a good voice for things like that we're not gonna do those because it's not really like him, right, so that's se. why we went with the feature films. Yes. 
and I've just been a big fan of his. I've gotten to his Hollywood star twice, mm, and I've been a big fan just because he's kind of weird. Yeah. And eccentric, and I fell in love with him on, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on what my first movie with him would be. I don't know. I always think that he's in Nightmare Before Christmas, but I know that's not him. Mm-hmm. Sweeney, I think Sweeney Todd was one that really solidified it. Interesting. Okay, he had solidified been, it. Solidified it. So I had, that was, I was in college freshman year. So that was like 2007, I believe. I was like, there's no way that's your first Johnny Depp. No, not my first one, but I don't know when I fell in love with him. Because we'll get into mine here shortly. It might be Pirates of the Caribbean is when he like caught my attention. And then I started going through, what's the one where he's Jack the Ripper style? Oh, um... Gates of Hell, Into Hell. No, it's uh, From Hell. From Hell. so close. Into Hell. Uh, It's based on a graphic novel. Got it. So then I started looking more into that and of course I had posters of him all over my college dorm because that's what you do in early late 2000s yeah I had Scarface and Jessica Simpson as Daisy Duke (laughs) nice I had Johnny Depp it was black and white he was playing a piano smoking a cigarette with his hand up Hmm. interesting Interesting. I don't know, because I don't find him to be attractive, well, but I'm barely attractive to him, which... He's dirty in a lot of things, so that's Because <laughs> she has a dirty guy fetish. That sounds, that sounds so bad, but <laughs> when it's it comes not to, like, wrong. Famous people, He's like, like, grungy. like Post Malone. Oh, my God. Our son. Our son. <laughs> well, now you took that away from me. <laughs> anyway, so I am dragging my husband along this journey to watch all these movies with which, oh, good use of journey. I know, you're welcome. Because, <laughs> I mean, for me, obviously, some of the early stuff that I've seen, like What's Eating Gilbert Grape was one of that course. I grew up with. And I also grew up with, um, oh, what's the other one? What's the other one that I was just thinking about? Cry Baby was another one that I watched Seen fairly it. regularly because that would always be on the movie channels. Um, but actually, my first Johnny Depp film that I ever had is the first one he ever did and one that we is actually what kind of sparked this podcast to start because we were watching that and you kind of threw out the idea and we started to cultivate it since that is that his first film was a nightmare on elm street and that's that's the first one i ever saw with him so it's kind of ironic that his first film is the first film that i ever seen him in as well yeah so full circle for us And that should actually be a good segue since we've already covered that on the podcast for a bonus episode. We're not going to rewatch that one. So we just kind of, what I wanted to do was at least talk about that here briefly since more about, because the whole goal of this podcast is not necessarily going to be reviewing the movies themselves, kind of talking about the movie a little bit, but more talking about his performance and what we kind of thought. So what were your thoughts on his performance then in A Nightmare on Elm Street? He's a, such a little innocent baby. It is interesting, especially with his second film that we just watched. Right. He just looks so small to me. I yeah. don't know why when I think of Johnny Depp, I think of him as a man, an older than me man. Yeah. And then to see him as somebody who I'm like, are you 12? Are you 18? Which I is funny tell. because he was like 21, 22 in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. And so then, that's just something. That still throws me off because when I think of Johnny Depp, I think of him sometimes in the secret window where he's got mm. that yellow hair that's all grown out. That's Johnny Depp when I think of him. Yeah. 
So, like, yeah, I'm with you. It's kind of funny because he is that clean-cut kid who his parents are a little bit more strict, and he was some sort of a jock, I believe, because he right. does have a letterman's jacket. A good boy. He's yeah. a good boy. And he doesn't believe Nancy for obvious reasons because it's a, just it's crazy what she's saying. Right. But good performance. I mean, you could honestly see, like, the talent that he would have down the line right. as early in his first role. Yes, you could tell this was his first one, but, like, he didn't command. He was a great supporting actor. Agreed. Um, Anything else you wanted to say, then, about Nightmare on Elm Street before I introduce what we're going to be covering, then, here on this one? Nope. Johnny Depp, number one. Yes. So, the first movie we're going to be covering is Private Resort. We've actually already watched that one, and we will be going into that here shortly. And then the other movie that he was in that we're also going to be covering... After that, on this episode, is going to be is called Slow Burn. This is actually a movie that features Beverly D'Angelo and Eric Roberts. All right. So let's go ahead then and get over to the trailer for Private Resort. Ah, welcome to paradise. For the incurably romantic, there is Club Med. For the incredibly wild, there is the club that's mad. Private Resort, where two eager guys can resort to their most private fantasies. I'm telling you, this is the place to be. Four days made in heaven, and it's all theirs. Now they can worship the sun. And we rejuvenate their bodies. I'm in love. Meet stimulating people. Yeah. Be free with me, Rockalama. And bear their souls. You must lose your artificial layers. You mean my clothes. I beg your pardon? Dance, dance. Would you care to dance? Of course. Dance! Dance! Hey, the broad's death. It's the perfect escape, whether you're on the wrong side of the law. Give me that time. Or on the flip side of reality. Whoa, dude. Excellent cut. This place is insane. We stopped my diamond. It's the great getaway. It's gotta be. You're For all kinds of action. Come join the feast. Go ahead. Just dive right in. You'll want to stay forever. This place always this crowded. Wait till we get to the sauna. <laughs> private Resort, the third in the private school private lesson saga. Now you can get away with everything. Whoa, a mom and a dad. I'm home. <laughs> so, welcome back. And the first movie, as I said, is going to be Private Resort. This came out one year after A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1985. This was directed by George Bowers. And then this was written amongst Gordon Mitchell, Ken Siegel, and Alan Winkus. This stars Rob Morrow, Johnny Depp, and Emily Longstreth. And this is a comedy that is from the United States. And it is sitting on a 5.2 on IMDb with a synopsis being the story of two adolescent boys who are guests at a Florida resort for the weekend. Their only interest is, of course, chasing girls, but fate has much more in store for them. So I guess what are your opening thoughts for this movie? It's weird that they just called them adolescent boys. Yeah, because we both had some issues with this, is that we don't know how old they are because they definitely go up to the bar and order, like, cocktails and beers. And, and then they the get drinking age was 21 then, right? Yeah. Well, because it's 80s, so yeah, there's no way it was less than that. 
Yeah, so... I mean, they act like... They act like high school boys. Yes. But then they do certain things that seem like adults. Yeah, so that's one... That was my first thought. You said adolescent boys, and I was just like, what? We had multiple times while watching that, we were like, how old are they? Because they have their own room. Yes. With a bar in it, with alcohol in the room that that, they just... They had bottles. That's fair. Granted, I also had access to this when I was on... In Mexico with my family. Yeah, but that's different because they're... I was also 18. Yeah. So that's just an interesting twist. Um, but overall, it's a weird movie. When it, yeah. it calls it a comedy, to me it's a cringe comedy. Yeah, but you're also looking at it through 20, 24 eyes. Those are the only eyes I have. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but I mean, like, this is on par. It's not good, but it's on par for, like, teen sex comedies like Porky's and Revenge of the Nerds and, like, those 80s comedies where there's a lot of stuff that's problematic if you look at it today. That's But fair. at the time, it was all in good fun. It was boys will be boys. It's that type of thing. And this film actually has... I didn't hear this, but I just rolled my eyes. That's, I mean, but not that I'm... I'm not saying you are. But I actually kind of want to real quickly run through the cast list here. We really didn't know who Rob Morrow is. He's done some stuff here and there where, like, he looked familiar. But, I mean, we have Hector Elizondo in this, who is an actor that appe- – he's a good character actor who appears in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He's he the was, maestro. He was so funny. He's a, like, thief hitman in this. This had Dodie Goodman, who we were talking about during the movie. She is Blanche from Greece. Oh, yeah, the grandma. Uh, yes, yeah, she is the grandmother in this one. And then there's also just some other people that look familiar. Andrew Dice Clay is in this one. Uh, you mean Andrew Clay? Yes. He, he wasn't even Andrew Dice Clay He wasn't Clay even yet. the Dice Man yet. Yeah. Hickory dickory duck. Oh! And then has Leslie Easterbrook, who you didn't know that, but who she was. I will never forget her because she has big boobs that we yes. saw a lot. And I know her because she's in the Police Academy movies as her like most famous role and I'm actually going to see if I can pull up what her name was in those movies really quick so as I am stalling for time Sergeant Callahan is who she she never shows them in those if memory serves but she definitely shows them in this movie I mean hey be proud you know, she's very busty um, and then there was also Michael Bowen who is Scott and this looks familiar I don't recognize his name though so there was definitely some people who looked familiar as well but yeah and of course Johnny Depp was Jack who is he's one of the two friends that we follow here yeah so when you compare him to his character in this movie versus the original they're opposite characters oh yeah you have a very innocent boy now you have uh, just he's very douchey in this yes yeah he and I had a hard time wrapping my head around. I felt like he should have been Rob Morrow's character, and it should have been flipped because he was a good boy. And now he he's is, not a yeah, good boy. He is not good in this one. He is definitely a womanizer and... Instigator, like a royal D-bag. I probably would have dated him in high school. That's fair. Yeah, 100%. I, see that. I, I been, did date him in I would have been more <laughs> of a Ben Rob Morrow character. And I would not have liked you. I don't know. I, I had I had a sneaky charm, so like it You would have worn me down like Leonard and Penny. Probably. Probably. <laughs> nerd. I <laughs> uh, see I wasn't I, I hid that I was a nerd in high school. I was smart, but like mm. I hid the things that I was nerdy about. Um so I guess I know you think we think he's a douchebag in this, but Johnny Depp his 
He plays it well, though. He's fine. So like the fact that I think he did better than fine, but I probably will always say that. About oh, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it to diminish him. It's oh. not like he has a great acting performance here. He has good comedic timing in this. Even if I don't, even if the I jokes don't necessarily butt. land, he did see his butt a couple times. I feel like, yeah. but this definitely falls into one of those like more modern day stuff. This falls in those National Lampoon like really bad straight yeah, it's to like DVD. Slapstick Some comedy. of it, but it's also wordplay. And this is one of those ones where you meet a bunch of weird eccentric characters, and then by the end of it, at the climax, you get everybody pops back up and does something where it all kind of affects towards the end of like the resolution and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was a fine movie. It was... It's a weird comedy. Yeah, but it was nice after the week we've had mm. and with Mackenzie being sick, like it wasn't mind numbing. It was easy. It was yeah. just something. Would I watch it again? I, 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 I doubt it, but that's not because it's bad. It's just because... I already have all those movie slots filled. Like, if no. I want to zone out, I'm going to put Harry Potter on, and I'll know exactly what happens. I'm not going to watch... Unless you're trying to sleep. Yeah, unless I'm trying to sleep, I'll just quote it. Mm. Learn that the hard way. No. <laughs> um, so I guess, is there anything that like, you'd kind of want to change for this movie? I mean... I mean, outside of just maybe making the jokes and, like, some of the things that go like, down to be I, less... I can respect... It's also the 80s, so like, So how could you change it? That's fair. I mean, I don't know if it was interesting to watch Johnny in this role, because I've not seen him as a young actor very much. Yeah. And he plays a lot of not good characters later on. He plays a lot more of the villains. Sometimes. Like, Jack Sparrow's not a good guy. No, but but he's also not necessarily... A villain. He's no, but he's a very great character. Yeah, Sweeney Todd, villain. But transcendence. He's a villain. I don't. I haven't seen a lot of these movies. That was a good one. But I think with this one, he's not the wholesome character. So Mm-mm. no, it's just interesting. Yeah, this one is definitely interesting. Is a good way to put it because I mean, there's a lot of girls in bikinis. There's a lot of girls like tops being pulled off. There's a lot of just different things like that. Yeah, and that. For my views on a lot of this stuff, that didn't even really bother me. It was more of just like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I actually had more of an issue of just trying to figure out how old these two <laughs> teens are. Because I, it was weird because his younger brother is also there. And his, and his up, mom. And his younger brother is being were, a... Per- but they also disappear after like that God. opening like act. Yeah. There's a lot of loopholes yeah. in this movie. And I think this movie is not made to be reviewed and overthought. No, this like is like you and I tend to do on. Well, it's probably why we've never stuff. heard of this movie until. Like, never had no, heard of yeah. it. Gosh, what year is it from? Eighty-five. I, we weren't even alive then. Mm-mm. No, I was wasn't. I didn't come along for another two years. And actually, something that I meant to tell you beforehand, I don't think we're necessarily going to rate the movies because we're obviously watching these for Johnny Depp and his performance. Mm -hmm. So from those first two so far, I think this would be a fun thing to do is, with only one movie, we know his best performance is Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) So I think every time we watch one and figure out which role we think is his best and we'll keep going until we keep knocking it off. So what do you think is better? Do you think his performance in Nightmare on Elm Street is better or his performance here is better? See, that's hard for me because I have feelings and I go off of which character do I like better. That's, you can, you, whatever. I don't necessarily think he was 
better in a Nightmare no, on Elm Street. No, I would say the characters are but, very on par. But I like performance-wise. I like him. I like his character in Nightmare on Elm Street better. Okay. Than uh, this Paradise Resort. Private Resort. Yeah, close mm-hmm. enough. Um, but he's on screen more. Yeah. And I don't. I guess I don't view him because he's a, a true lead in this one. Where right. in Nightmare on Elm Street he's. Just someone, the main character's boyfriend. I don't know. So he's that, one of the last ones to go. I think he's a better actor in a private resort. He shows more depth. Yeah. <laughs> a depth or depth. More depth. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I prefer his first role. So which one are you going to pick? Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what I was going to go with. I think it's, it is more limited, but I also think it's a better performance performance where this one shows his good comedic timing and I think this kind of parlays into things he would do down the line yes. to show that he can do comedy but I still think his in A Nightmare on Elm Street is a better performance and I'm probably also biased because I'm with you I think the acting is on par like I don't think Nightmare blew this one away no but I do like the character better because this one is such a sleaze bag that like I like this twist, and it'd be interesting to watch his latest review and see which do we like older Johnny Depp, newer Johnny. Yeah. Like, see how long like you run with a certain performance and whatnot. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about Private Resort? No, I'm okay. good. So then the next one we're going to be watching, as I said, is Slow Burn. Yeah, Slow Burn, which is a TV movie. So let me get you over to the trailer for that one, and then we will jump into that next. Are you involved in any way in the kidnapping of Donnie Fleischer? Eric Roberts. No. Beverly D'Angelo. Slow burn. A call came in around 3 a.m. Donnie's voice, probably recording, said for Fleischer to have 500,000 bucks ready for tonight. Roberts is a private eye whose first case might turn out to be his last. You know where he is, don't you, Pam? Tell me what you know. I know nothing, okay? This is it, let's roll. Roberts discovers that even in the rich desert community of Palm Springs, a man can have everything and yet have nothing at all. I have more money! I only had one son! Do you have any evidence? No, I don't have any evidence. Nothing can cool the heat of a slow burn. It's over. And welcome back. So then the second review that we're going to have for this episode is Slow Burn. This is actually a TV movie from 1986. It was directed by Matthew Chapman, and then he also co-wrote this with Arthur Lyons. And I actually think Arthur Lyons might have wrote the novel this is based from. But this stars Eric Roberts, Beverly D'Angelo, and Dennis Liscombe, while also featuring... Johnny Depp. Yep. This is a drama thriller that is from the United States, currently sitting on a 4.9 on IMDb, with the synopsis being Jacob Ash is hired by Gerald McCurdy to find his ex-wife Lane and their son in Palm Springs. Jacob finds Lane and a teenager named Donnie who may or may not be Gerald's son. He also finds an intricate web of deceit and betrayal that begin to lead to death. He takes it upon himself to unravel the mystery and find out who is killing people and why. So I guess before we kind of get into our stuff with Johnny, what did you think of this movie? It was all right. It 
was a slow burn. Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> it was okay. I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Same. For this style of movies. Slow movies like this are not my favorite. Yeah. But I actually was intrigued by the plot. Yeah, same here. Because, I mean, it's definitely fallen in that whole, like... We've watched maybe one or two together where you kind of have like that hard-boiled detective type stuff that this Mm -hmm. is definitely paying homage to like the 40s where they had the film noir type stuff so that would make this a neo-noir. I'm thinking of a Pinot Noir. That's... Also known as a wine that I enjoy, so... Well, that's how I figured out that... (laughs) That's how I knew Pinot Noir meant like dark because of film noir because I know it's film black. Nice. But yeah, this is like a neo-noir one where we're not actually getting a private detective because I know Eric Roberts' character, uh, Jacob Ash, is a former reporter who got in trouble and now he gets hired by the Gerald character to be like a private investigator, but that's not his job by trade. Right. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I I was telling you while we were watching because I've seen a good handful of film noir. There's a lot of little things where you have like the... Um, Lane character who is portrayed by D'Angelo would be our femme fatale where you can't fully trust everything she's doing. Then you have like Johnny Depp's girlfriend in this who is she'd be like another female character who is intrigued by the main character and then you have him being drugged which is something you'd see in a lot of film noir movies and just kind of stuff like that where there's... You've seen one, you've seen them all. I mean it's... There's a lot of tropes that they use that kind of fall into place. I think... Something I struggled with with this movie was the quality. Yeah, that was... I struggled with that a lot. It was hard to see. Yeah, I don't know if it's because we watched it on YouTube. Well, I'm assuming it's or... because it was second generation, like, recording. So I don't know if it's somebody recording off of a VHS recording of this. I mean, that seems appropriate. This was definitely not a, like, master copy of it. No, so not that that was a thing, but that to me was distracting. It was hard to tell sometimes two facial expressions. Which... Or who was talking because sound was coming, but their lips weren't moving. Yeah, that's also true. No, but I actually like this movie. It's my favorite one out of the three that we've seen so far. Really? I think so. You I like mean, it better than Nightmare on Elm Street. I do, I'm not a huge fan of it like you are. I understand, but I feel like that's still a superior I mean, that's movie. a good one. They're tied. I don't know. Ask me tomorrow. Yeah. I'm a little fatigued after our day today. Yeah, it's been a long day. Thanks, Mackenzie. <laughs> um, so I guess well, let's go into the whole premise of this podcast. What did you think about Johnny Depp's performance in this? It was so short. It was very short. I guess yeah. I thought, in my head, being a novice with the filmography topic, he was a medium role in the first mm-hmm. movie, a lead in the second movie, if like maybe the second lead and this one he was in it for barely any time so to me this was a step back the only thing i will say though is that this is the first one where he's with legitimate actors right so because the only one in a nightmare on elm street would be robert england who's freddie everybody else and well john saxon the father who's in the police officer mm-hmm. And then I think the mother as well, Ronnie Blakely, I think they all kind of had stuff, but like it was a horror movie. The most of the like actual stars of that movie were unknown people. Then the next one is that there was also people that were some of the side characters were bigger actors, but definitely kind of interesting. But 
This one, though, Eric Roberts, I think, was kind of coming into his own where he was big. And Beverly D'Angelo had already been in the vacation movies, so she Got was it. a bigger deal. And, I mean, outside of that, I didn't really recognize – there was a couple other side characters that looked familiar. But I kind of agree with you, though. It's kind of interesting that he had been more prominent in some of these other movies. And this one, he was probably in it for 10, 15 minutes tops. Yeah, and I thought he did well yeah. in that brief thing. But it's hard to call this a Johnny Depp movie because yes. – that's he gonna, was barely in it. That's something we're going to run into a little bit. I, not so much going forward, though, which we'll get into what the next double feature is going to be. But the next movie, obviously, which we're going to be skipping because we've already watched it. Mm. But after that movie, he becomes the star. I think you can see that he can carry a movie. He can be comedic. He can be in a horror film. He can do all these different types. So... I wonder if he just caught someone's eye. Well, also interesting is I believe after this, there might have been... Platoon might have also been before it, but I'm not positive. But then mm-hmm. he would go to television soon after this because that's when 21 Jump Street starts. It's it. about like 87, I think, is when that premiered. So I think Platoon was before that. And then the next one after that was Crybaby, which I don't think that's out until the 90s. Yeah, I think it might be 90. So I don't know. You have to think of this kid is probably grabbing any job he can get yes he's a good looking guy yes i like to think he's easy to work with but i don't know so if you have all these things going towards him i could see why he's getting rules um it's actually kind of interesting you say that like i don't know for sure i do know early in his career that i think he got along i know he got along with wes craven that's why he comes back for a cameo in the final nightmare when he's in that movie. So, like, he definitely had enough good rapport where he would come back because of somebody he was friendly with. Actually, I'm slow playing this a little bit, trying to figure out when, like, 21 Jump Street started. It looks like he was in some shorts. He was in another TV series. The Crybaby came out in 90, and then, yeah, 21 Jump Street started in 87, ended in 90, so... Got it. So he kind of made it... So he, big. like, left doing, like, movies, went and did a little bit of TV, or, like, TV movie stuff, and then came back to feature films, so... I know he has a bad rep right now, or... It's a little bit muddled. Muddled, and we're not here to talk about that. I am not his jury, but... Especially because we're covering his stuff so early, early in his career. Like, we're not even close to, like, where he's a star. Right, so it's just interesting to see how one person has started, and he probably doesn't have to work again if he doesn't want to. I mean, to be honest, he probably didn't have to work much after the Pirates of the Caribbean movies because that oh, was such a cash like, cow. Yeah. And that's Disney money, so like... Uh, one can dream. <laughs> um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about then with his performance or this movie here of Slow Burn? I have to chuckle because he has like that high top hair. Which is kind of funny if you think about all three movies so far, he's had that similar hairdo, but it's but, gotten bigger and bigger as it's gone. It has. Like, this one was definitely where it was all poofed up. Yeah, no butt action. <laughs> and, but Not did, his at least. Yeah, but he had high tops and he did. a leather jacket. So they're definitely... That actually harkens back to Nightmare because he has a Letterman's jacket. And I also think, well... He has a Letterman jacket in that one, and then he has that weird, like, almost starter jacket for, like, a funeral home in the second. And Yeah, so he's got almost weird like a... Weird style. Yeah. yeah. Is it his style? Is it just the style of, of the, the 80s? 80s so, like, probably? the type of person that he is, yeah. What are those parachute pants? 
He hasn't worn any of those yet. He had some very short shorts in, <laughs> la- in Private Resort. Yes, he did. Well, well there's nothing else, I guess, of... Because I know we both said Nightmare was our favorite performance of the first two. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is a better performance, this movie or Nightmare on Elm Street? I would have to still go with Nightmare. Yeah. He was barely in this movie. Yeah. He didn't really get to have a performance. That's fair. I, I would agree. I think this is a better movie than Private Resort. Oh, 100%. So, like, that's working in the right direction, is that, is yeah. that, but... And now that we're talking, I do think Nightmare on Elm Street is a better film. I do think that. But... It's not really yours. Uh, yeah. I Would I ever watch this movie again? No. Probably not. The only one so far that I would rewatch is, is Nightmare, but that's only because that's... And it's not because of him, though. Like... He's fine in it, but it's more of just... It's the movie it's that the you want to watch. Yeah. yeah. I under, I would agree. Okay. Um, anything else that you want to say before we close out this podcast? Nope. Just excited to watch the next one. Perfect. All right. So then I will just say is I will have all of the social media stuff to follow me in there. I don't know if Jamie wants to include any of her social media stuff. Ooh, I would love to. Okay. So that will be in the show notes if you want to find us there um you also i'll have a link for my blog and everything so if you want to check anything out there as well for written reviews so other than that then i for my closing out stuff i will say actually i'll let you close out for i say my stuff like finally thanks for joining the garrett's on a depper dive into johnny's filmography (laughs) and then i am david garrett jr and we are signing off it had been a wonderful evening and what I needed now to give it the perfect ending.